Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am so excited tonight as we have the guitarist Rudy Martinez coming on from the alternative metal band Stella Lost. So it's going to be an honor and pleasure to interview this band tonight. And uh, just to throw out there, they're going to be one of the amazing bands that I have had the honor and pleasure of interviewing. Some of the bands I have had on my show include Tremonti, Trivium, Sick Puppies, uh, Soil, Starset, and Flaw, to name a few. So Please support these bands. I have podcasts for every interview that I do. You can download it on iTunes or my site and uh, check out the interviews. I really do an extensive interview. It's going to be different probably from anything you've heard before. So a little bit about my background. I started this show several years ago because I really wanted to incorporate my interviewing background. I have a doctorate in psychology and also my passion just for the entertainment industry. I really wanted to create a forum to support entertainers, bring them on, and help them get their name out there because we all know how challenging and difficult the entertainment industry can be, especially today with social media and uh, the Internet being a lot different than it was 10 years ago. So although I mentioned I have a doctorate in psychology, I always preface that my show is purely an entertainment show. I'm not doing any formal therapy. There's no diagnosis going on here. But um, every now and again, we might talk about psychology concepts in a you know, more general educational format, um, if it is appropriate for what we're discussing. So if you're tuning in, create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. And if you want to call in tonight, the number is 805-243-1320. So let's do a nice introduction for Stella Lost, and then we're going to bring Rudy on. So these guys are really interesting. Um, they've only been around for approximately six years. And uh, they really have made a name for themselves in this short period of time. To me personally, listening to their music, it is definitely eclectic. It's fresh. It's original. I think it definitely will appeal to a very diverse fan base. Um, The band really incorporates elements of rock, metal, alternative, even some punk. And uh, in 2015, they signed with Pavement Entertainment. And that's where they released their debut album, Everything is Old Again. Really cool album. But... I really like the new album, too, because I think they're really dynamically incorporating a lot of different elements um, from the other album. Again, the other album was great. It was heavy. But I think this album, definitely the music is a little more diverse. So please be sure to check out their sophomore album, Figures. It is out right now. We're going to feature their hit single tonight, which is the title track off of it. And uh, check out their website. They're going to have some upcoming shows with Floor, Soil, and uh, the lead singer of Hinder, and I apologize, I can't uh, remember his name right now, but I do have it in my notes. So it's a special thanks tonight to Heather Nawara from Pavement Entertainment again for um, setting up this interview. So let's bring Rudy on. Hey, Rudy, how are you? Hello? Let's see. I'm not sure what happened here. Let's see. I see... His number is in oh, here. Hold on me? one second. Oh, hold on. There you go. You're there. You there? Yes, I am here. Again, thank you so hey, much for the are... introduction. That was awesome. I really appreciate cool. it. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great album. I'm really enjoying it. Um, we're going to get into more thank talking you, about you. it, but I mean, it's 
it's definitely different. And I really just enjoyed the dynamics of it. And I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, to be honest. I think every song, every song gels nicely, but I think it really can pull in a different, diverse audience because I think there's music for everyone on it. Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of something I guess we were, I guess, kind of aiming for in a sense when we were writing the album. Uh, we wanted something obviously different. Um, that That's just something that we've always tended i guess that's always something that we've wanted to do especially in our writing is not really follow those trends you know we mm-hmm. want to we want to be ourselves and and kind of write what we're feeling and express that in a you know very different dynamic so i mean yeah we have fun doing it very challenging but we love it yeah no it's great and i think and again i, I want to digress in a minute because i really want to talk about the beginning and how the band got started but yeah i think that's something really to be commended for too because i think you know in this day and age you know, everyone's trying to find out what is that, that niche, what is that hit single, and I know I'm a writer and I have a tendency to try to say, okay, does this fit in with what's going on? So I think it's really commendable that you guys are, you know, doing your own thing, and, and you did a great job with it. Thank you so much, and I, I really, really do appreciate that. Cool. All right. So let's do this. Tell me a little bit about, I always like to start out kind of from the beginning with the person I'm interviewing. Um, just tell me a little bit about yourself, Rudy, growing up. Like, how would you describe yourself as a kid? What was your personality like? Um, pull in some interesting things that you did, if you played any sports. Because yeah, I always like to learn about the person, and then we'll start, of course, delving into how you got involved in music. Cool. I mean, I guess as a kid, a uh, very, very young age, I was very, I was very quiet. You know, I was a quiet kid in the back of the class, just kind of minding my own business. <laughs> Okay. You know, especially especially during the elementary years, you know, I was just very quiet. Um, you know, once I got into middle school, then, you know, uh, it got a little different there. You know, I started, uh, I guess, being a little rebellious, you know. Um, okay. What do you think? I guess rebellious um, in a sense. What sorry? do you think led to that? What do you think led to, like you said, as a kid in elementary school, kind of, you know, shy, quiet, sitting in the back of the class, what do you think? led to you becoming a little more outgoing, if you want to say, or rebellious, however you want to define it. I guess I was just tired of being that kid in the back that just wouldn't say anything. (laughs) So I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to let people see who I am. You know, again, when I was in class, I was, again, I was just not myself. So I kind of had the courage to just muster up and just talk and make new friends and, and just kind of go from there, you know, and uh, I know when I played a lot of basketball, um, okay. A little bit of football, cool. not too much, but my main thing was basketball growing up as a kid, you know, and I guess kind of getting into the high school era, man, that's, woo, that's a whole different story of craziness, I guess you could say. <laughs> what do you, what do you mean by that? A lot of partying. Let me just say that. A oh, lot okay. of crazy partying. <laughs> okay. And again, uh, yeah, so could... that's pretty... I'm sorry, go ahead. You go. No, 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 go, go, go ahead, go ahead. So do you think, again, was there any pivotal moment where, like you said, you're this shy, quiet, reserved kid where you just said, you know, I don't want to be like this. You know, I really want to be able to have friends and socialize with people. Was there something that you can recall that might have happened? Did someone I guess push I you just, to say, go ahead. Well, I guess I just wanted to fit in, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess I got tired at a, at a young age of just being labeled as, oh, well, he's just there, you know, he doesn't do much or say much, he's just there, and 
you know, I just wanted to be noticed, you know, like growing up, I just didn't mm-hmm. want to be labeled as that. I didn't want to be labeled as the nerdy kid with glasses and big ears that just sat in the back. <laughs> but, um, but I, I mean, again, through, through high school, it was just completely different. You know, I, I, I guess I, I, I guess I grew up very fast as you could say in high school. Um, you know, I got mixed in with the wrong crowd. Uh, okay. Picked up a lot of bad habits at a very, very young age. You know, I was skipping school a lot. I got mixed in a lot of alcohol, a lot of drugs at a very, very, very young age. You know, I was pretty much wow. living, I guess, that that kind of a lifestyle very, very young. Mm-hmm. So I guess somewhere throughout, I don't know, I think I was maybe like 17 or 18, you know, I had a, I guess I hit rock bottom. Again, and to, to hit rock bottom at such a young age is pretty crazy. But 17, sure. 18 years old is when I had, when I had my rock bottom and, uh, you know, I overdosed somewhere around that time, um, oh, but, gosh. you know, kind of pulled through it. Uh, okay. I remember, I remember this day perfectly. I remember getting home and just pretty much just telling myself, you know what, I need to make a change. I need to really evaluate where, what I'm doing with my life. And, um, you know, and I did, you know, apparently a lot of the friends that I grew up with and that I had at the time, I had to cut loose because they just weren't accepting of the fact that I was going to leave Mm-hmm. you know, a very clean lifestyle from that point. So, I mean, again, I grew up at a, I grew up young, you know, so it was a right. life changer at such a young age. But then again, I see it as a positive because yeah. I got to experience that at such a young age. So now well, if I have friends I think, or, you know, just. Yeah, I think there's or, something, I, guess you, I mean, would, I think just to comment real quick, I think it's really commendable huh? that you were able I think it's really commendable that at 17 or 18 years old, you had that insight to kind of say, oh, my gosh, like, I really need to make a change now. I mean, you know, you're, that's really young. You know, you, we know people yeah. in their 30s, 40s, 50s that don't even, unfortunately, have the ability to say, okay, do I want to, you know, unfortunately pass on or do I want to live my life? And, again, was there something particularly that really kind of hit you besides of course you saying oh my gosh I got to wake up and I got to move on and make some really important changes yeah well um I guess what kind of just hit me was when I had I guess when I overdosed the next day you know just seeing I guess how my family was reacting just how devastated Uh, they were I guess because I was almost you know gone you know so just seeing that and then just kind of thinking as to okay the last four years look at what I did, you know, look at all the pain and the, the agony that I put my parents through that I put my grandma through and so on and so forth. And that just kind of crushed me. So I was like, you know what? No, I, I don't want to be doing that anymore. I don't want to be mm-hmm. adding any extra stress or pressure or worry to them than I already have. So that's pretty much what was like, you know what, that's it. I need to just be a man and do this. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, I guess another good thing is I didn't really seek any professional help. I went cold turkey and everything on my own and kind of locked myself wow. in my room at home. I was in there for like four to five months just in pain. <laughs> oh, my. And how come, just out of curiosity, because, you know, a lot of people seek treatment, and, and I'm all for that. I mean, as I mentioned, I have a background in psychology. Um, what do you think parents or your grandma, did anyone want you to get treatment, or did they say kind of you need to do your own thing as long as you clean yourself up? Well, I know it was brought up a few times, but – Again, I was very independent, and I was like, you know what? No, this is something I can do on my own. Uh, If for some reason, somewhere along the line, if I, let's say, lose control or I mentally can't 
uh, do it anymore. I was like, I will mm-hmm. let you all know. And then from there, plus we'll seek whatever proper, you know, treatments that, that, that would, we would need to at the time. Okay. Well, it sounds like you have a really supportive family, which is so important. And, you know, it sounds like that was a huge variable, like you said, that also pulled you through and made you start to really reevaluate yourself and your life. So, again, I'm just so happy to see that you're, you're doing well and your music is phenomenal and uh, it's great. Thank you. Thank you um, so much. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, what do your, what do your parents do for a living and do you have any siblings? Uh, my parents, they are retired teachers. Uh, they're okay, both nice. history teachers, retired. And okay. uh, yeah, I have a younger, I have a younger brother, who is a man. He's doing his thing. He's there. <laughs> what, is, what is he doing? He's just uh, my brother's a, an interesting character. But no, nah, I mean he, he's just there. Yeah, he works at uh, he works with UPS here in our hometown, nice. and he's okay. a very very vivid collector of a lot of. Uh, I guess Marvel, DC kind of a thing. So yeah, I mean, my nice. my brother's very chill, very chill dude. Cool, very good. That's great. Well, thank you again for sharing that. And I think I think you know, unfortunately, in the industry today, a lot of people go through their own bouts, whether it is you know mental illness, substance abuse. So it's it's definitely something um you know I want to see people talking about and helping each other with you know because it's something that's unfortunately rampant out there. Um, Oh, so I'm yeah. glad to I, see that you're doing well. Yeah. Thank you. So, okay, so as we're talking about school, so graduated high school, right, did you decide to go on to any additional college or any type of vocational trainings or anything like that? Um, you know what? When I got out of high school, I actually thought about going – well, actually, I did go to college for a little bit. Um, okay. But for some reason, I don't know, school is never my thing. I just okay. I remember one day going to class. I was just kind of standing by the door, looking in the class. And they were like, "Are you gonna join us?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> I just left. Um, right. And um, pretty much just worked after that for a while. You know, for a good couple of years after I graduated high school, I was just working pretty much. You know, that that was what, it. What types of work? What were you doing? Um, I was working, I started off in just retail, you know, I worked uh, pretty much a lot, many years actually in my very, very young adult life at, uh, at Journeys, Journeys Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got, was a store manager at Pacific Sunwear down here where nice. I'm from. And I think usually around that time, that's when I kind of, I don't know, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that anymore. You know, I felt like there was something missing that I was supposed to be doing something else and that was around okay. the time the band formed so I guess that to me felt right so that's when I kind of chose that path gotcha so let's let's now digress a little so how old were you when you first got into music so before we start of course getting into the formation mm. of um Stella Lost how old were you and you and know what and what inspired you like you know was it a family member who played or something you saw on tv like you know pulling some interesting stuff Man, I've I've always been a huge. I mean, I've been a fan of me. I think I was. A, I started becoming a fan of rock, metal, thrash. I think I was like nine, ten years old, and it was by okay. complete accident. I walked into a store in San Antonio, Texas. I think it was like a Kmart. Not even, not even too sure. <laughs> picked up a cassette. I just picked up three random cassettes. I didn't even know what I was doing. You know, I just got three, and it just so happened that uh, one of them was Megadeth, uh, P Cells. Metallica, Ride the Lightning, if I'm not mistaken, and the third one I think was 
I can't remember the actual album, but it was Anthrax. I know that for sure. Again, it was like okay. com- complete accident. I was just kind of looking at the cover. Oh, these covers are cool, and I got them. You know, my dad was cool enough to get them for me at the time. Uh, popped them in my little cassette player, was jamming out, and I fell in love. And, man, throughout the years, I always had dreams of playing, you know, playing live, meeting, like, my heroes. And I think mm-hmm. maybe around 12 or 13, my parents got me a guitar, picked up on it, started teaching myself, took a little bit of lessons here and there, but it was nothing serious. And I would say it didn't get serious until after I, I had my my overdose. You know, that's when I was kind of like, you know what, I want to pick up the guitar again. I need to keep busy. I need to do something. So I kind of went to, you know, Guitar Center, picked up a guitar, a little amp, and just kind of went from there. Okay, okay. So when you started to, again, 17, 18, 19-ish, when you started to get a little more serious about playing, how how soon was it before you started, you know, jamming with some people and, you know, bring in a little bit of any background you have in any other bands before we get into, um, you know, Stella Lost, which forms it looked like really yeah. late 2011, 2012-ish? Mm-hmm. It was actually, you know what, I didn't jam with anybody for a while. I remember, I think at around 16 in high school, I jammed with a few friends, but -hmm. it was nothing serious. You know, we just kind of got together at someone's house and we're just jamming in the room with just a bunch of randomness, you know? I think everybody was too busy, you know, with the substances they were involved in Mm -hmm. to actually care about what we we were writing musically. but yeah, so I would say a little after that, I was honestly Stella Lost was the first and only legit band that I've actually been in. Wow, that is very it. interesting. Prior to that, prior to that, I was just jamming alone, you know, trying to get better. Um, before I actually took that step, and then when I felt I was ready to actually jam with someone, that's when I kind of started looking for the members that you know would form Stella Lost. Right. And how long was it? Because I know, you know, doing my research a little bit, there, there was definitely a hiatus. It looked like there was a break between Stella Lost forming and you getting back into music. And it, it was interesting to see that it looked like someone got you a guitar or something. And that kind of brought you back. If I'm, yeah, if what I read is correct. Yeah. yeah. yeah and tell us a little bit yeah, about that, like, that's who where it this... also... Go ahead. Actually, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, um, got me one of uh, a guitar at that time, you know, just to kind of see what I wanted to do with it. And again, that's when I spent just that time, that gap when I just learning and performing on my own at home, you know, trying to perfect the craft, you know, before anything. And it was a blessing in disguise because at that point I was like, okay, I want to get into music, but I'm not sure. So that was just the push that I needed to get back into it and reteach myself and relearn and, you know, try to get better. Nice. And what type of guitar did your friend get you? I think it was a Schecter, like a very low, low model, like little diamond series Schecter uh, to kind of start. Again, they didn't want to spend because they were like, well, we don't know if you're going to keep up with it, dude. So here's just a little $200 guitar, a little $200 Schecter, and we'll see what's up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So then you eventually you put out an ad, right? You put out an ad on Craigslist, and yeah, you tell us I did. Bit about, Super random, huh? Craigslist. Yeah. Oh gosh, Craigslist, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about what were your thoughts? I mean, you put out this ad. It looks like it was a pretty simple, basic ad. There was not much detail in it, and I'm thinking you did Mm-mm. that just because you wanted to kind of, you know, keep the doors open, so to speak, just to see what types of responses you'd get. Hmm. 
Yeah, because I mean, yeah, so, down here, I mean, where, where I'm from, I mean, we really don't have any form of trying to look for musicians. Craigslist was it down here. So I was like, you know what? It's a long shot. Let me give it a go. I just put their guitarist seeking, you know, to form a band. Hit me up. You know, rock, alternative, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, our lead singer, um, Mike, actually replied to the ad. I think within like a day, he sent me an email saying like, hey, well, you know, I'm a singer. I was like, oh, singer. Those those are hard to find, you know. Let me message him back. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. So I messaged him back, and I think within sometime within that week, we met up. We kind of talked. Uh, I was kind of asking him, you know, what kind of I guess is what his goals were as far as music, what he wanted to do, what kind of style he sang, what he wanted to write, just to kind of see if we had that connection, uh, if we meshed well, to kind of see if we were on the same mindset as far as the type of music we wanted to create. Um, obviously I played a couple of little riffs for him here and there just to make sure that he really liked my style of playing. And, uh, you know, and we did, and it meshed well and we had similar ideas and we were like, you know, what, dude, let's, let's roll with it and see what happens. And we did. And I think maybe within another few weeks, you know, we had another guitar player come in, you know, drummer, bassist, and we just kind of, you know, we're feeling things out and trying to see what we could do. That's great. I mean, yeah, I mean, very, we'll get into it, but very impressive that, you know, short period of time and then you get signed to pavement, which I'm going to ask you about a little later, but yeah, I mean, you just, you just don't see that much. So, I mean, you guys definitely had something special going on and, you know, you each brought your own talent to the table to, to create a really cool sound. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. How did you come up with uh, the name for the band? It's a really interesting name. Ooh, Matt, the name was actually, it came actually. It came out of nowhere. It was complete by complete accident in a way. Uh, Mike and I were actually we met up. Uh, I think kind of discussing that because that was the next topic that we were actually going to talk about. Okay, what what are we going to name the band? And we were talking for a little bit, and we were kind of like, man, we don't know. And I was like, you know what, dude? You know, just write random names on this piece of paper. I'll write a couple on here, and we'll kind of read them out and see what's up. So, and again, it was hard, man. Coming up with bad names, I don't care what anybody says. It is right. hard. <laughs> it's difficult. Definitely. So, uh, and I know, I don't remember the names we wrote down, but they were horrible, like horrible, horrible bad names. And we were like, <laughs> you know what? I don't know. And, and though I noticed on the piece of paper that Mike had, there was actually one that he didn't mention. I was like, hey, what's that? What's that? You know, what's that last one? He's like, oh, nah, nah, nah. Like, nah, I don't want to. It's probably, I don't want to know if I should have, you know, no, no, no. He just, I was like, dude, what? Just say it. He was like, well, Stella lost. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, man. I was like, that's I, that's different. I was like, well, what does it mean? Like, what is the meaning? Is there a meaning behind it or is it just something random or is it like an old girlfriend's name that, you know, got lost <laughs> or she left you or whatever? And he was like, no, no, no. It actually has a, a very deep meaning behind it. So pretty much the name Stella, you know, Stella, that is our singer's uh, mom. She disappeared oh, wow. many, many years ago. You know, she abandoned uh, Mike when he was just, I think, just a baby. And uh, family doesn't know really what happened to her. So as he was growing up, you know, as he started getting older, he kept asking his, you know, his grandparents who raised him, like, hey, well, where's my mom? And they would always tell her, oh, she's Aww. lost. She's lost. You know, she's lost. Don't worry about it. She's lost. You know, so I guess that kind of oh, wow. stayed with him throughout the years. And that's when he put, you know, two and two together. He just came up with Stella Lost. And, um, and I was kind of like, wow, man, like, that's pretty deep. Um, I was like, if you don't feel comfortable going with that name, we don't have mm-hmm. to. He was like, no, 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 I actually do. And we stuck with it. 
That's great. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that, but right. It definitely has a very profound and deep meaning. And this is, now I know you had, is this Mike Angel or is this Mike Gutierrez? Cause you have, you had a former singer, correct? Or no? Oh, no, 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 that, that, that's him. Mike Angel, Mike Gutierrez. That, that's the, that's him. <laughs> oh, it's the same person. Same person. Yes, it is. Oh, well, I'm glad, <laughs> no, I'm glad to see that because when I was reading, cause there was several lineup changes along the way and we'll, we'll get into that a tiny bit, but yeah, yeah I thought that you had a new singer. Cause I was going to ask you like, what led to the departure of your singer? So I'm glad to see that you and Mike, who are the core of the band um, are together. Yeah, we, we are the originals. <laughs> we started it together. Good. Yeah, because that conf- I guess that just confused me. I saw some articles or some stuff would say Mike Gutierrez, some say Mike Angel. So I'm like, okay, there must have been a, you know, a switch up somewhere along the way. <laughs> but I guess there's not. So thank you for clarifying yeah. that. Yeah, no, Angel's oh. just his middle name, so I think he's going about he's going with that now. <laughs> gotcha. Cool. Okay. Well, whoever's listening and we'll share the podcast, people at least can be on the same page, so there's no confusion. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, so yeah, tell us a little bit about, I know it looked like you had, you know, along the way, you did have some changes. Was it just yes. with, with members? Was it just because it was, you know, not finding people that either had the same genre influences, um, wanted to pursue it at the same level you guys did? You know, share with us just a little bit, what, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, well, uh, it, it yeah, I guess it was mainly they didn't have the same vision we did. Um, they didn't take it as serious as we did, you know, we wanted to do something great. We wanted to write, you know, the best music possible. We wanted to give it our Mm -hmm. all, but they were just more like, nah, let's just write whatever and put it out there. And we're like, well, no, you know, we didn't need to really, I mean, if we're not feeling it, how can we just put something out there just like that? Even if we're not feeling it, if we're not comfortable with it. Uh, And just a lot of that, just the mentality wasn't there. uh, The commitment wasn't there. And, um, when it started getting a little serious, I guess a lot of fear was set in and mm-hmm. a lot of them just bailed, which Mike and I were kind of like, you know what, that's that's fine because we want not only the best musicians that we can find, but we want people that are going to have the same mindset we do. We want people exactly. that want to succeed, that want to get out there and, and, and make people happy with the music and put out good music that we all believe in. And, um, you know, we finally got that with Ram uh, who's our lead guitar player, Daniel, who's our drummer, and Joe, who's our bassist. So, I mean, it took us a while, but we finally feel, I guess, complete in a way. And, uh, you know, we're very, very happy with, you know, what what we're doing together. And, um, you know, it looks like it's just going to be a brighter future from here on out. You know, again, we're really happy with what we've done with figures, and we can't wait to see what the future holds. That's great. And how did you guys end up meeting Ram and Joe and Daniel, you know, share if there's any interesting ways that you met them through mm-hmm. ads or friends or, you know, at other shows. Well, we were actually friends. I know Ram I worked with at Paxson and well, Ram was in another band and his drummer with that other band was Daniel. So, and okay. Joe, I knew also from, uh, from work as well. And um, it just kind of fell into place. I know Ram was having issues with his other band. Daniel had already left at that time, his other band. And um, we were needing a bassist. So I was kind of telling Ram, hey, just come help us out. I know you're going through some stuff with your band, but it doesn't have to be permanent. Just help us out with bass. We just need a bassist right now. You know, nothing serious. You know, we'll pay you for a few gigs that we have lined up and we'll see what's up. And Mm -hmm. he did that. 
you know, he ended up loving the way we work, the way we create, how we, I guess, how we work as one. And he stuck, he stayed on board, but we bumped him to guitar because Ram's a really good guitar player. And, you know, it wouldn't do him yeah. justice keeping him on bass. And at that time, plus we need, we're looking for a drummer. And Ram was like, hey, well, I can ask Daniel, but I'm not too sure because Daniel has his job and he has school and all this other stuff. He's super crazy busy. And we were right. like, you just ask him. So asked him. He jammed with us. Actually, he played his first show with us as a fill-in in South by Southwest in Austin. And wow. uh, he was hooked. He stayed. And then Joe came a little after. I just asked him. I go, hey, dude, I know you know how to play bass. You want to, you know, throw down with us? The spot's open. I know you're serious about your craft and your instrument, so let's do this. And he jammed with us a couple of times, played his first show with us, and, you know, the rest is history, you know, and he, that, nice. that was it. That's great. No, it seems like you and uh, Mike definitely have some type of uh, vibe that people are attracted to. So that's great. Really cool. Mm-hmm. So Everything is Old, again, that was the first album that you guys uh, put out. And um, mm-hmm. that's around the same time you signed with Pavement, right? Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about, yes. you know, how did you get in, how did you get introduced to Pavement? Um, what was it about Pavement Entertainment that you felt that that was you know, the right fit for you and yeah, you know, share with us a little bit of that. Um, well, I know, I know I, I came about with pavement actually, but it was by accident. Actually. Um, a lot of their roster were bands that I grew up with and bands that, you know, I, to this day still enjoy, um, you know, like a soil flaw, you know, a mm-hmm. small empty soul head PE. I mean, I grew up with these bands and, and I started, you know, kind of listening to a lot of old records that I had and watching music videos. And I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. And then every time I would see, you know, little ads there, Pavement Entertainment, Pavement Entertainment, I was like, what's that? It must be a new label or something. That's where all these guys are on. And got on their website. I guess started, you know, reading what the company was about, checking out their roster, you know, all the artists that they have in development, they help out. And I was like, that is so, so cool, you know, that they take the time to mm-hmm. to recognize you know new artists and help them branch out, and that's something that when I brought it to the guys, they were like, "Dude, that's so cool! Like, is there maybe there's somewhere we can send them our music just to kind of see what's up? You know, whether they're interested or not. I mean, it's just let's just give it a go." And we did, sure. and you know, emailed him a few songs I think that we had on everything old, and you know, to our complete shock, he emailed us right back and I was we were kind of like what and we just kind of went from there and <laughs> and awesome. uh you know and 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 we love it you know we love the guys there we love the team there you know they've been nothing but helpful and uh you know we've learned so much because of them as far as how the industry works and you know we appreciate it very very much that's great so basically like you said they got back to Tim King who I know is, you know, one of the co-founders of, of Pavement from Soil. Then I guess it was from him. He yeah, connects you through everyone else. And I was like, you guys I was like crazy down. freaking out with that when I found out. I was like, oh, man, he's also in Soil. He's a bassist. I'm like, holy, yeah. you know, that's awesome. You know, so I was like freaking yeah. out. <laughs> that's cool. And I think but, it's so yeah. important, say, I mean, to go with, I mean, you know, it's it's up to the discretion of the band. But, you know, I like the smaller labels. I do think there's something to be said for labels that, like you said, that put the time and effort to really take value in their artists, um, you know, versus exactly. being, you know, in this sea where you're just kind of floating along and it's, 
not as the next big thing, but the bigger labels, unfortunately, right, they probably don't have the time necessarily to, you know, put the attention that you would need and, and the dedication. So I think that's great. Yeah, exactly. I, especially if you're like, uh, if you're an up and coming band, that's new to the business side of it and you don't mm-hmm. know. I know in the beginning right. I had so many questions and I would constantly email Tim, well, how about this? Or how would I do this? I felt kind of bad. I'm like, man, I'm probably bugging him or annoying him or something. <laughs> but, you know, and he was always real cool and be like, no, 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 like this or no that, or we'll send you this. And, you know, it was just, I mean, again, I can't thank them enough. You know, they've really mm-hmm. helped us out so, so much. And again, we are forever, forever grateful. That's great. I think, you know, what? I think, again, that's something to be said for, for you guys and for yourself to ask questions. Cause I think, most people, you know, they see Warner Brothers and there's paperwork sitting in front of them and they say sign on the dotted line. Most people would just do it. I think it's smart exactly. to ask the questions and know what you're getting into. You know, I I do a lot of supervision with staff and I like the people that bombard me with questions because I love training people. So, yeah, don't just kind of go into stuff blindly or you're going to get yourself into some potential big trouble. You know what I mean? So I think that's <laughs> Exactly. That's, that's very true. Yeah. I think that's great that you were able to do that. And it sounds like you said he was very receptive to, you know, giving you whatever support and feedback you needed. So cool. Mm-hmm. Great. Most definitely. Yeah, definitely. So let's do this. So um, let's check out figures and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about the album. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about, of course, this is the title of uh, the album and you know, what made you mm-hmm. choose this single off of it? I think it's a great swift to, to pitch the album Share with us a little bit of the meaning of the song and, you know, why you chose this one. Well, um, I know when we were writing the song, we had a lot of mixed emotions as far as what was going on, you know, in society today. Um, When we were discussing what would be the single and the lyrics, I guess, for the song, you know, we started seeing a lot of images as far as, you know, just a lot of hate, a lot Mm -hmm. of, uncertainty in the world today a lot of fear and we're like wow like what is going on you know what does the future hold for not only us but our kids and our kids as kids is it a future that you know will be great or not so I guess in feeling those emotions fear especially and uncertainty you know we came about figures and when the lyrics came into place we were like you know what we feel that a lot of people relate to this because it's something that is currently happening right now in the world today. So let's put it out there and just kind of see what people, how people would respond to it. I guess you could say, you know, if we felt very passionate and emotionally tied to that song, you know, let's go ahead and and release it. And we did. Cool. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great song. And I think it's a real nice introduction for what's to come with, with figures, no pun intended, meaning the album, so to speak. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, let's do this. I'll uh, put you on hold. We're going to check it out, and then we'll come back and talk more about the album and upcoming shows you guys have and all that good stuff. Awesome. All right. All right, hold on, Rudy. All right, everyone. Again, you're listening to Rudy Martinez from the alternative metal band Stella Lost, and we're going to check out their hit single, Figures, which is the title track off of their album. It is currently out, so be sure to uh, download a copy of it. Or uh, pick it up. It's a it's a phenomenal album, and I don't think you're going to be disappointed with it. All right, here we go. Check out figures, and we'll be back. Mm-hmm. 
Figures from Stella Lost, awesome, awesome song. We're going to bring Rudy back on right now and talk more about this amazing album that they have out. But be sure to pick up a copy of Figures. It is out now. All right, Rudy, great, great song. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. It's just, I mean, everything from the vocals to the guitar riffs to the bass line, drums, everything's great. And the breakdown's really cool, too. When you guys break it down, build it back up. Yeah, it's a really cool song. 
thank you. Yeah, that's one of one of our favorites off the off the album for sure. Definitely. And just to let you know, my per, some of my personal favorites are uh, "We the Surrounded" is great. I think I think that could definitely be a second single, maybe if I had to pick one. I really like that track. Um, DNR is really cool too. I like "Evil Pure and Simple" and uh, "Holes in Homes." So those are some of my favorites off of it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, those are good tracks. Yeah, some of our my one of my personal favorites is uh, I think "Evil Evil Pure and Simple" for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Really, really good stuff. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about um, who you guys work with in terms of who produced the album, who mixed it. I mean, phenomenal job with the production on it. Um, we actually went to San Antonio, Texas. We went to a, a Dead Room a recording studio and Hollywood studios there in San Antonio uh, with uh, Damon Refuge and Evan Warren. They pretty much produced and and mixed and man they did a phenomenal phenomenal job like they were amazing they i mean they really brought the best out of us so again they did an awesome job on the album cool and didn't um actually didn't evan warren work on the last album right your first one yeah yeah he did as well um he worked on it the last one and this one he worked on it again uh, we just added a Damon to the mix and um Mm -hmm. you know they they work well together they're in a band together too so and they work at a studio together, so yeah, might as well. We let Damon in, and and he really, really pushed everybody, especially Mike, um, to really hit those notes. And, man, Mike did a lot of things that he has not done previously. So, I mean, it was just amazing to see. Yeah, no, I definitely can. Like I said, I mean, I liked, I listened to some of the um, music from your first album on YouTube yesterday, and I liked it. But I do see, I think, just dynamically, it's it's very different, this album. And, and, yeah, you could definitely see Mike, yeah, just hitting more of those, you know, those notes and stuff where, you know, again, I think the, uh, the prior album was a little heavier, you know what I mean, a little grittier. Mm-hmm. So I think this one, yeah, you guys definitely incorporated a lot of more elements and really showed your true colors and what you're capable of. Um, so, yeah, really good stuff. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so let's talk a little bit too about, um, how long did it take you guys to write it? You know, what's your approach to writing? Do you, you know, do you come up with a riff or does Mike come up with a melody or, you know, is it kind of just a mixture of that? Um, I think it's a little bit of a mixture. I know in, with some of the songs we have on the current album, I would come up with a riff. Um, and then if I felt that it was, cause the, the way I go about it is okay. I kind of view it as okay if another band wrote this riff or this song uh would it be something that i enjoy you know is it something that gets mm-hmm. me like excited and if i feel that way then i'll kind of bring it to the guys and you know if they have those emotions the same emotions that i do as well we'll kind of just sit down and just start hashing everything out um which is kind of cool because everybody you know throws into the mix you know whether it's daniel joe mike Graham. You know, if somebody come up, comes up with a riff or, a, a you know, a bass line or a, a beat uh, or Mike hears a melody in his head, you know, and we think it's cool, we'll kind of, like, work off of it. Nice. Nice. So how long overall do you think it took you guys to to put this album hmm. together? Um, you know, surprisingly, not that long. I would say maybe, like, six months, five, six months. Okay. To where nice. we felt we were solid. You know, we felt that the music mm-hmm. was complete. We didn't have to add anything else. 
And that's even when we went to the studio, maybe we were in the studio about a month. Um, and we even made some slight little changes in the studio. Um, again, when Evan and uh, Damon kind of got a hold of the, of the music, you know, again, they pushed us to our limits in certain directions as far as Daniel kind of letting loose on the drums, Mike hitting certain notes, you know, ran with a little bit of leads, kind of experimenting a little bit. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it really didn't take us that long. That's something that I think I feel uh, we are very confident with as far as the writing. You know, our goal is to put on an album every year. You know, every time we get together and jam the album before we go on the road, we're constantly writing something new. So, cool. you know, we're kind of getting ahead of the game. I think right now we have maybe about three or four new songs that we're kind of working on. So we're already thinking of the future. <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. Very cool. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, the album is its really great, really good stuff you guys have going on. Um, in terms of the artwork, I know that and, and looked at some of your artwork on uh, Instagram, and I want to talk a little bit about your stuff. But, you know, tell us a little bit about the artwork for the album. I know that Chris Brewington from Consider Me Dead did the artwork for your previous album. That was really cool. I had a chance to, you know, check that out. But tell us about this album in terms of, you know, who did the artwork and, and what type of concept were you trying to create with this, you know, the red and the black. And I can't put mm-hmm. my finger on it in terms of the, the word I want to use in terms of like, I don't, I don't know how to describe is it like kind of stones in it? You know what I mean? In terms of the, mm-hmm. the visual image. But I, I, I know there's a word for it. I'm just not being, I'm, I just can't grasp it. So yeah, share with us a little bit about that. Because I know you've talked about album cover and artwork being very important. Um, well, uh, I know that with this cover, Chris did it as well. Oh, cool. Um, he pretty much does all, he does all our designs, you know, as far as the album artwork, t-shirts and things of that nature. Uh, I mean, again, I, we've been working with Chris for maybe about a little over two years and we really like him a lot. You know, he's an awesome dude and he really takes the time to listen as to, you know, what the band's vision is for the artwork. And, um, even if when we have really no, I mean, sometimes I really don't have any idea what I'm talking about when I'm sending him these ideas and the fact that he kind of pieces them and puts them together and then throws his flavor on it, you know, works mm-hmm. with us. And, and we love the guy so much for, for doing this for us. And, you know, he's someone that we really see ourselves working with for a while. And as far as what we're going for on the cover, um, I guess we were kind of going in a sense for something kind of political, but not really in a sense okay. to where it's like, okay, you know, figures, why do we have to follow what this person says and that person mm-hmm. say, why should they tell us how to live our lives? Why, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do that? You know, why, you know, is it really coming from some somewhere genuine? No, because okay, yes, he ha- he holds this high position, but is he really pulling the strings? Who's the guy behind him really pulling the strings? You know, right. who is the puppeteer, I guess you could say. And um, that's, where, that's how we came up, you know, with the album cover. Just because we thought the message was strong and that, you know, people will be able to, you know, pick it up. And if not, at least kind of establish like, hey, you know what? Well, that can relate to any kind of figure of authority as to Mm -hmm. who's pulling his strings and why should he tell me what I can and can't do. Right. And what about like, what was so symbolic about using red and black, like in terms of those colors? Um, you know, red and black, we just felt 
was very it, it had that little a darkness to it it had mm-hmm. you know a feel of anarchy i guess behind it the the colors and mm-hmm. um kind of went with it you know again i'm okay. again i guess i'm i have that i guess that's a kind of the punk influence in me as far as the anarchy you know red right. and black red <laughs> black so you right. know kind of kind of went with that okay cool no it's cool it's a really it's a really interesting album artwork and I think like you said I think people can also put their own interpretation and spin on it and I think that's always cool when a band you know leaves things like that pretty open-ended so that people can you know have their own perception and their own meaning um nice very cool so pull in a little bit I mean I see that you're into artwork now you draw a lot of it looks like horror related uh stuff i saw some michael myers and pennywise from it i'm a big horror fan myself so and great job i mean you're doing great job with it when did you start drawing and you know tell us a little bit about some of your you know why horror is something that you're a fan of Uh, you know honestly i've only picked it up about maybe three weeks ago (laughs) wow i mean i knew to the game it was recent but i didn't think it was that recent (laughs) very recent i i just needed i guess i i picked it up as a is an outlet to kind of, mm-hmm. I guess, just, you know, to have, have that hobby, you know, it, it's a good stress relief for me, um, especially since I have so much going on, you know, with the band and all this stuff. So it, it's a, it's a good outlet for me to, you know, let go of some of that stress. And again, horror, that's my thing. You know, I've, I'm a huge horror movie fan and kind of grew up with it since I was really small. So kind of, okay. you know, just throw it onto the canvas and go that let's go from there. Cool. What are your, if you can think of it, top three horror movies? Ooh, I would say <laughs> The Exorcist for sure. Okay. Um, I remember when I saw that one, that one freaked me out big time. Um, you're the original, right? Rudy, you're talking about the original, I'm sorry? right? The original? Yo, the original. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The ori- none, none of these remake stuff. The, the I know. Okay. Is where, that's where it's at. Um, okay. The original Hills Have Eyes. Okay. And I would interesting. I never saw that say, one. Yeah, that one's remake. pretty pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the original uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre for sure. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Very cool. And what about you know? Please pull you know pull in some stuff with the other guys um, in the band. Any interesting hobbies that they have, or there are any of them horror fanatics, or do they do anything interesting mm. on the side? I, I ooh, that's a good question. I know Daniel. <laughs> He's very, he's very big on uh, mod. Like he's a huge hip hop dude. He's very into a lot of the modern hip hop, which that's kind of I don't know, it's not my thing. But okay. that that's a part of his everyday. Um, he's always got outgoing hip hop shows, and on his Instagram, he's doing his hip hop theme kind of photos. So that that's his thing. Uh, that's his creative outlet. Um, Ram, man, I guess Ram is big into country. He's like a huge Taylor Swift fan, which freaks me out. Wow, but he is. Okay. <laughs> um, so that, that's his little kind of thing. Aside from that, I mean, he, that guy lives, eats, and breathes guitar, so that's pretty much all he does at home. Um, you know, Joe. You know, I really don't know. <laughs> With Joe, I have no idea. Have I never really asked him. Like, hey, dude, what are your It could, yeah, it could be sports. So, it could be reading. He likes to read books. You know, anything. Oh, you know what? Now that I remember, he's a huge supernatural dude. You know, that's his thing. I think he even has one of the little tattoos of, uh, you know, supernatural on his chest somewhere. So that's right. He's a huge, huge supernatural fan. 
Um, Mike, man, I don't know. I've known Mike the longest, Mike. and I know like You've I don't know, even Mike know what his hobbies are. <laughs> How is that possible? Um, <laughs> I, I think Mike's more of a. Whew, I don't know. I have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> oh, okay. And he does he what? Like when you guys go out on? The, I mean, do you guys go out and tour, or is it just right now you're kind of doing some shows here and there? Because you know, if you're on the road, I'm sure you pick up on you know things that people like to do, or when you have downtime. True. Um, I think. Oh man. What does he really do? I mean, on his downtime, he's just listening to music on his phone, or he watches a lot of like random little YouTube videos, like a lot of okay. comedy there stuff. You, you know, that's I guess that's <laughs> kind of his thing. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, I won't. I won't hold you to the hold you to the you know area to the pole for that. Um, cool. So <laughs> no, thank you for sharing that. I mean, I always like to hear you know about the other members and some of their passions too. So you guys have um, you have some shows coming up, right? September fourteenth, you're going to be with Austin John Winkler from uh, Hinder, which I didn't even know he had a a solo artist project out. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Neither did I, but apparently, um, I think he had some. From what I've read, I'm not too sure. He had a little bit of substance abuse problems, but he got clean, and he's doing his own Good. thing. And this is kind okay. of like his comeback. So we're kind of like, yeah, you know, why not? So we're going to be doing a few dates with him in Texas. And then after that, the guys, I think for the, pretty much the month of October, we have a few random little dates, maybe around Texas. And mm-hmm. November the 21st, um, we're just waiting for a few dates to get confirmed. But we're going to be on tour. Um, yeah, starting the 21st, we're going to go on, a, on the road for 20 days. Oh, um, we're going to be hitting okay. the West Coast. Yeah, we're going to be cool. hitting the West Coast, maybe that area. And probably, I think a little after the new year, we will probably be headed towards your area. So, um, yeah, yes, we're going to be busy, I guess, the, the remainder of this year and beginning of early next year. So we're kind of looking very, very much looking forward to that. That's great. Yeah, you'll have to – I'll be on the lookout too, but let me know if you know when you're coming to the East Coast. Um also, who do you do you know who you're going to be touring with when you do head out on the road late November? Um, I think this is just going to be us. You know, we're going to be going on our on our just a little solo run. Um, okay. Probably every city that we hit up, you know, I guess I'm assuming we'll have a little bit of local support. Um, but yeah, no, this gotcha. is just going to be us for right now. Um, we're going to okay. kind of get out there on our own and see what kind of trouble we get into. Right. <laughs> well, no, it's good. It's good to. <laughs> Start building your fan base and, right, having people see you live and interacting with the crowd. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, so, I mean, no, I mean, please share anything else, of course, that you wanted tonight with the audience. And then we'll start wrapping things up. And also, please, of course, share your social media sites where people can find you. Um, sure. I mean, yeah, uh, everybody can find us on uh, on Facebook. You know, facebook.com slash still lost. We also have our website, still Um, You know, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're pretty much on every social media site. But if you want to really keep tabs on as far as what we're doing, uh, what shows or tours we have coming up, it would either be on our Facebook or our website, still And again, on our website, we have the links to every social media outlet. You can also check out our merch, check out our previous and new album figures is on there as well. And um, that is pretty much it. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Rudy, for coming on tonight. It was a, it was a great interview. I really enjoyed having you on and promoting the album. 
And um, just so you know, the podcast will be available shortly after the interview is over. So, you know, please feel free to share it. So any of your fans that weren't able to tune in live will be able to check it out at their convenience. They can download it. Most definitely, I will do that. And again, thank you so, so much for having me. I really, really do appreciate it. Absolutely. And again, we appreciate the support. Thank you so much. Definitely. And just to throw out there, whenever you, uh, of course, have a new album coming out, you're always welcome back on. And I also have only done one band so far, but I'm doing a new show where I'm incorporating kind of the story behind the song. So if and when you release a Mm -hmm. single, you can come on just to promote the single. And it's all about the single. Awesome. That's that All sounds right. good. So Thank you so much. Keep that in mind. All right. Most Thank you definitely. so much again, Rudy. I I wish you and uh, Star Lost, all of you guys, uh, much continued success with figures and uh, what the future holds for you. Thank you so much. You have a good night. You too. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Again, Rudy Martinez from Stella Lost, and uh, check it out. Figures, really cool album these guys have out right now. You can download it, and uh, it's it's a great album. It's full length, and they're getting out there, as they said, on tour. So thank you so much for tuning in. As I mentioned in the beginning of the show, I've been doing this show for several years now, so I've done about, oh, gosh, I would say at least 225 to 230 interviews And feel free. I do a lot of rock bands, a lot of metal bands. I've also had comedians on and filmmakers, some pop bands. So, you know, check it out. Go through the roster, see what you're interested in. And each interview I do is going to be definitely different, unique, and original. Um, So please, also, you can follow me on um, Facebook, carry up. Like it there. That's where you can see updates for upcoming events and more. Two personal pages. If you want, find one that's Mac, you can befriend me. It's to keep touch with people that way too and also I'm now on Instagram I just joined that about a month ago so I'm at Carrie Edelman on Instagram and um, I'm also on Twitter at Carrie Edelman so thanks again for the support and uh, I will be posting soon about upcoming interviews and more have a great night